0: I'm a bulldog. So George, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere. And the way they handle the business education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life I've never seen. All said. right, everybody,
1: welcome in. This is another edition of Before the Hedges, brought to you by Kroger. I'm Jeff Centel. It's Wednesday night. It's 7:30. You guys just got through watching a dog nation special edition at Marlowe's Tavern. Probably just got to hear Brandon Adams. Connor Riley, myself, and Mike Griffith talking about the LSU SEC championship game in Atlanta. So now it's time to talk some recruiting. And, you know, got a few things for you today. One of the things I want to kind of trumpet right off the bat uh, brought to you by Kroger. He's got a cool interview with Georgia wide receiver commitment Yazid Haynes. Haynes is interesting. He was a guy that uh, was a Rutgers commitment, was a Penn State commitment. Then he flipped to Georgia. Uh, he had a brilliant senior season, 1200 yards, bunch of catches, 15 touchdowns. Saw his rankings go from like a 600, number 680 level recruit to on three has him as the nation's number uh, 127 overall prospect and the nation's number 20 wide receiver. He's kind of seen now as a mid 300 level recruit, uh, Top 300 level recruitish on the uh, 24/7 Sports Composite. That is great. Yazid Haynes delivered an interesting and compelling interview. Uh, We're going to go top targets. We're going to talk about the top targets for 2024. Voila, that's a debut right there. Bet you folks are already kind of weighing in and trying to figure out who's number one. We will debut the first number one top target for before the hedges for 2024 on this show before it even shows up on the website. um, but first, we're going to talk about the SEC championship game. A little bit, little bit of an SEC um, recruiting uh, snapshot right here. So, so right away, you got Georgia in one hand here, didn't take a player from the transfer portal at all in 2022 versus LSU, who took 15. Uh, they only had 15 or so high school signees this year in the first year with the, kind of like the transition to uh, Brian Kelly. So that makes an interesting narrative where Georgia didn't take any transfer guys out of the portal. And then you've got um, an LSU roster who I think one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Looking at my notes, eight of their 15 transfers are starters, expected starters for the SEC championship games. Um, LSU's got some talent now. They've averaged over the last four cycles the number five recruiting class in the country. Of course, Georgia's average right around the number two recruiting class in the country. I think the five-star tally is pretty interesting here because uh, LSU over the last five years has signed, excuse me, over the last four years since the 2019 cycle has signed nine five-stars while Georgia has doubled that. They've signed 18. I think the thing that's really compelling here, um, Georgia has far more top 100 recruits, especially since LSU's top 100 recruits. A lot of them aren't even playing. They've seen a lot of attrition. And speaking of attrition, the five-star number 18 for Georgia, nine for LSU, is kind of flawed. What I mean by that is because there's been attrition everywhere. Um, LSU has seen a lot of their guys either either go to the NFL or transfer out or be injured. Um, Georgia has its own shit set of injuries with guys like Nolan Smith on its five-star tally. Georgia's 18, 13 will be available for the game on Saturday, whereas for LSU only four of those nine will be available for the game on Saturday. You think about it for a little bit, uh, LSU's top signee in 2020 was actually Eric Gilbert, who's now uh, part of the Georgia football program. So that's an interesting compelling thing. Uh, um, So, With that, I wanna talk to you a little bit about Georgia's most recent commitment. That was uh, four-star wide receiver, Anthony Evans. He was a flip. Merry Flipmas, everybody. Insert your own memory of Malik Herring flipping uh, around Jake Fromm's pool from Christmas commitments from way back when. Georgia flips another speedy receiver. He's 4'3 overall, 4'3 guy in the 40, 24, almost 25 feet on the long jump. 10-3 in the 100, that is some scary speed. Uh, Anthony Evans took a, a, you know, basically thought about Georgia a lot. It's what his family always wanted him to do. Mom's a huge Georgia fan. Family is a huge Georgia fan. They're out of the Savannah area. So they really love the dogs. And it was kind of, I remember when uh, Anthony Evans got the offer from Georgia, he made his mom come into the room and made Coach McClendon repeat it. Um, so his mom could hear it. His mom was jumping up and down like she was in church. She was so happy to hear her son had a Georgia offer, and it took a while, very much a back and forth, a very conflicted recruitment, but Anthony Evans uh, chose the dogs. Another thing on the horizon, something to think about after the SEC championship game on Saturday is Georgia has a big five-star scheduled commitment. Georgia is a major player for the final decision there for five-star edge Samuel Mpemba. Um, out of IMG Academy. The Missouri native will make his decision. His four finalists are Georgia, Tennessee, Miami, and Florida should be some compelling theater for the dogs on the field and also on the recruiting trail uh, over the weekend as they try to add their second five-star in the class of 2023 over the weekend with the Sam Mpemba commitment. So that kind of sets the stage on all things recruiting. Now, as promised, uh, brought to you in Before the Hedges by Kroger. Uh, now's the chance to sit back and let's this pretty cool interview with Yazid Haynes. He's now a four-star wide receiver commitment out of Pennsylvania, North Penn High School in Pennsylvania. He will be an early enrollee. You're gonna be pleased with it. I enjoyed it. Yazid Haynes will become one of your uh, more favorite players in the class after hearing Plays with a Purpose. Let's sit right back right now in Before the Hedges comes another Dog Nation conversation. All right, Dog Nation, it is another Wednesday night live. We call our show, always about recruiting, been around for six, seven years now. We call it Before the Hedges because we talk to the players that are on their way to play between the hedges. I've got a guy I've been wanting to get in front of you guys for a long time. This is probably one of those, I wouldn't even call him a gym. I would call him one of the the under-the-radar, sneaky, amazing commitments in the Georgia twenty twenty. Three class. I'm talking about Yazid Haynes out of North Penn High School in Pennsylvania. Obviously, that state of Pennsylvania is still very good to them dogs right now. Um, but you know, he can run. He had a bonkers senior year, his ratings got elevated. We'll get into all that. But first things first, the first thing that Yazid Haynes did that impressed me, well, besides that 439, he clocked at Penn State, was he told me his story. He told me, he told me what he played for, why he does this, and if If we do anything here on dog nation before the hedges, you're going to know these young men and who they are more than just a star ranking, more than just a height and weight. We're going to take that helmet off. We're going to get, we're going to make sure you guys get to know a promising young player like Yazid Haynes and Yazid, for you. I think your story, your connection is always motivation um, from an older brother that left our world way too soon. Can you tell me uh, what your older brother still means to you and how he's propelled you to be the player you are today?
0: Um, He really means a lot to me. He's one of the reasons why I keep playing football and I keep pushing myself to this day. Um, Every game before I play, I always make sure, you know, to try to, you know, pray and talk to him before I write on tape, I write his name. So he really just helps me keep going, keep pushing because I know how happy he would be of me right now.
1: So just a couple of quick things. That was his older brother. Um, We lost him to violence when Yazid was actually just in the third grade. That was 2013, I believe. Um, his older brother was just 18 years young. Uh, Yazeed was about eight years old. And, you know, for you, I think, I, th- you know, that's one of the things you told me, you write his name, uh, you know, I think you write heed world for life. And is that a moment in the game where things get tough or things get good and you just want to give thanks or respect? Do you, do you look at your armbands, do you look at your tape and does that just remind you of your brother? And does that, how does that make you feel?
0: Um. Yeah, whenever I'm on a sideline, I might just look at my tape and if I'm playing good and I look at it, it just makes me really happy, you know, knowing why I'm playing. And if he was here, he would just be watching me being so proud. Or maybe if I'm, you know, not playing so good and we're down, I look at the tape, uh, pushes me to keep playing more, play better and just go harder every day.
1: Simple question here, Yazid. Why was it Georgia for you? I think you were committed to Rutgers at one time, then Penn State and then Georgia. It feels to me like your options just kept getting upgraded, and you're like, hey, man, this is my future. This is my life. This is my decision. Penn State's better than Rutgers, and Georgia, higher up on the college food chain than Penn State. Is that just a really simple way to look at it, or what's the best way to describe it?
0: Um, No, it was kind of – to me, it was kind of more to that. Uh, At Georgia, I felt like it was really home. Like, the family – it was more family-oriented. I was really close with Coach Fran. I knew him before he was at Georgia when he was back at Rutgers. Me and him already had a relationship. And I got introduced to Coach B, Matt, Coach Smart, Coach Munkin, and all of them. And just talking to them and just building that relationship with them, really just like pushing me on that path to go to Georgia because I felt like if that's the next where I'm going to be spending my next four years, at least it'd be with coaches that I really feel like I'm close with and that can help me get better. Yeah. So
1: it just wasn't the school name here, like a brand name. It was the people, it was the situation, it was the fit kind of yeah. kept getting better for you. Is that the best way to describe it? Best way to put it. Um, and I I love this part of your story. So was there a moment where I, I, sometimes recruits tell me that's when the lightning bolt hit me when I knew that, oh my gosh, this is the place. This is the move. Some recruits call it a gut feeling, but in my experience, it's more like an overwhelming excitement where you're like, I think this is it. I think this is what I'm looking for. What I was looking for, for you, what was that moment like when you knew you had to be a dog?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know if it's any specific moment because honestly, it was a tough process to making that choice. You know, with me being committed to Penn State, it was a lot going through my mind. A lot of people talking, telling me things. So it might it was no specific moment. It was just over time. I started to feel closer and closer. And I remember one day I was I was on sitting in my bed watching some YouTube uh of Georgia games, and I was just sitting there thinking like I could really be playing here in this stadium one day, or playing in this atmosphere with this with these people. And just over time, I started to feel closer and closer with the school. So it wasn't no specific moment, but over time, I did start to feel closer, and it just snapped one day, and that's when I made the decision.
1: Do you remember what game it was?
0: Um, that one day was a national championship game. I watched that over so many times. <laughs> just watching I was just like, dang, I could really be playing here one day. Um,
1: Yazeed, has there been a moment since you've been committed? I, I know I'm focusing on a lot of moments here, but... Is there a moment during the season where you're watching them and you're like, man, I'm so glad I made that move or, man, I know I've, I've got the right one here. Was Have there been a bunch of moments where Georgia each week shows you that it kind of reaffirms your decision?
0: Uh, well, yeah, them winning each week definitely reaffirms my decision. Just thinking like, well, I'm going to a good program. But one game I really remember was Tennessee game. That was the only game I got to go to in person and just seeing how loud the stadium, the atmosphere was and how the team played. That really just made me happy about my decision. That was a good one. Yeah, was, was.
1: I'm going to tell you, um, on a scale of one to 10, that was probably about an eight and a half about how loud Georgia can get. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's another gear, like you, you've you got another gear with you and everything else. their afterburners hit, when all that happens at about eight o'clock at night and not five o'clock in the evening.
0: Yeah.
1: That's when it gets loud. That's when it gets crazy. Um, um, for you, is there, and we, we gotta we gotta really talk about this part of your story. Two things. Number one, what did you think about the recent commitment from the recent flip from Anthony Evans? Because I think he's 10, 2, 9. I think he's 437. First things first, I'm sure you guys are gonna get on some grass when you get to Georgia and figure out who the fastest freshman wide receiver <laughs> is, right? I mean, you guys are dogs. That's what you guys <laughs> try to figure out. Who's who's faster? What is that gonna be like?
0: <laughs> um, Yeah, it's, it was a good feeling knowing that it's another speedster coming into the class because now our, our um recruiting class is getting more stacked and stacked. And, you know, just having us two at the, on the field at the same time would be crazy knowing that we got two guys that could take off the top easily and also do – because he could also do more than that, watch his film too. So it was just a great feeling to see him commit.
1: Tell me how you're better in 2022 because I think this – when you committed to Georgia, I think you were the number 83 receiver, seven, maybe 680 or something like that, depending on the service. Mm-hmm. And I think on three, I has you all the way up to a top 150 player now, maybe 125, number 20 receiver in the country. I think the composite has you around 300 now. Mm-hmm. What did you do to get that big rankings bump? Did you really see improvement in your game and improvement in your film, or did just people finally start watching you?
0: Um, it was really both. During the summer, I really improved a lot. I started going to a lot of those camps. That put up. People on notice. They started seeing me at the – I think the one big one was the Rivals camp. I went there. That really shot me up. And then just the season I had with the yards and people are finally just starting to notice. I mean, I always thought I was that good, but now a lot of people are starting to notice. And I did get a little better, I admit. And so that's just causing the rankings to go up now.
1: I mean, you gave them a lot of film. I think you caught, like, what, 60 balls for 1,300 yards and 15 yeah. touchdowns, something like that? Yeah. Did you get the ball more? Did they make an effort to get the ball more? Or were you just running past folks and the quarterback had to light you up?
0: I mean, nah, because in the beginning of the season, kind of started off slow. Our passing game, we wasn't really passing that much. It was more run heavy and the team chemistry wasn't there. But as the season got on, they started to pass more, open up the playbook. And those last few games were really where my stats shot up. Yazeed, can you enroll early? Uh, yeah, I am enrolling early. Do you prefer the fans
1: to call you Yazeed? Yazid, what's going to be your preference?
0: Uh, Probably Z. Why? I don't know. I just like the name. I got the name in middle school because I didn't, growing up, nobody really called me Z. It just came in middle school. People started calling me that and it just started to grow on me. And I really like that name. It's a cool name. And, you know, nobody else has that name, honestly.
1: And Z kind of rolls off the tongue faster and you do everything fast, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Height and weight, where are you at right now?
0: Uh like six two one seventy-five probably. Wow. Yeah. Do you know what number you want to wear? Uh I mean it's a lot of numbers that's already taken, but it's either between four or five. Those are my top two numbers right there. Those are cool. Yeah. Have
1: you figured out a roommate yet?
0: Uh most likely it might be Raymond. Uh-huh. Yeah. Probably gonna be my roommate.
1: Was there a guy in the class that you bonded with or a guy that worked on you really hard to make? I mean, you're going to make these decisions on your own because you're a grown independent man or growing independent young man. But was there somebody that was really good on the welcoming committee that really made you feel like if you wanted to be a dog, that would be a guy that you could play with and pile around with for four years?
0: Mm -hmm. Um, All of them was very welcoming, but I don't know, one person that I did talk to a lot was Josh, you know, because he came from Penn State and also uh, went to Georgia too. And he was just telling me about like why he did it and how good of uh, a school Georgia was him. And then AJ, I also talked to him a little bit, the DB. Um, uh-huh. We we went down there one time for that little summer thing they had and we got, to, you know, work out a little bit. And he was just telling me like, yeah, he was telling me how nice I'm going to be and how we were just going back and forth that day, just going at it. It was just good work. And now I just can't wait till I get there to actually, you know, battle with him and both of us get better.
1: Mm. Yazeed, what's your favorite route to
0: run? I'm going to go with a dig. I feel like it's a mini-week to run a dig.
1: Yeah, that's right. And everybody's going to be scared to death of you on the nine route, so that's going to be some easy yards. Yeah. Um, What do you want to, what's your dream? Like, let's say this football thing blows up for you and you get everything you ever wanted. What, what's, the, what's the dream? Everybody's got a specific dream. What's yours?
0: Definitely to own a business or just to work by myself. I don't want to – you know, when I get there, I really don't want to work for anybody else, honestly. I'd rather work for myself. Um, so to have my own business would be great. And to be like in a finance section, maybe that's probably my dream. What do
1: you think you like best about being committed to Georgia? Is there a favorite thing?
0: Favorite thing? Um, there's a lot of things, you know, you got the bragging rights, of course, saying I'm committed to Georgia. That's a big thing. Mm -hmm. Knowing that, uh, Georgia is definitely going to help me get to the league, no matter what, and the relations with people. And then also, you know, a lot of people like that, Besides the football part, they also have good relationships with like a lot of companies and businesses. And that's another good thing that I'm happy, you know, when I get there to hopefully build those relationships with other people.
1: Um, that's funny. Doogie was on you, huh? Did he basically say do that Penn State thing, man? He's like, this was good. I mean, what, what was what was Josh's um, he's talking about? Joshua Doogie Miller, the offensive lineman from Virginia, also a former Penn State commitment, now a Bulldog commitment. Uh, I don't know if you saw him when he was at. You probably saw him when he was at the Tennessee game. He was sitting there doing yeah. the, doing the Dougie and dancing. I think I caught some video of those guys. Um, <laughs> what was it like? Was he really a sound box for you? About hey man, what are you feeling? What's the move here? What was a good? Did he? What did he tell you that really mattered?
0: Um, he just told me a lot about the program, about like how, how how hard they work and how it can really make me better. And he did all that while like not saying anything bad about Penn State, which I like. Like, he told me, he was like, yeah, Penn State's a great program, but, like, you know, Georgia is better, and he's, like, naming ways how it's better. And he was just constantly talking to me about it, so he was just always in my ear about it and just tell me, like, you know, kept thinking about it. And since he already – he was one that went from Penn State to Georgia, he already did it, and, like, seeing that I could do it myself was a big part, too.
1: So I like how you mentioned A.J., because that's part of the Georgia culture. It's that – they say it a lot, but it is true. Iron sharpens iron. You're going to yeah. go be going against five-star DBs all american db's heck i even think the the recent db commitment corner commitment i think he even runs a 437 439 laser goodness gracious you guys are going to be burning the grass uh, all around but like for you is that really part of the selling point that it you're just going to be surrounded by so many other great players that maybe the practices will be harder than the games
0: yeah that's to me i see that as a good thing cuz you know we're only going to help make or, make each other better and knowing i can go against like tim c- competition every day in practice that's like a good thing for me.
1: Yazid, you're far more than just a football player and a thing that people can deploy to put points on the board. For you, what do you do when you're not getting faster or, you know, working on your routes or speed training or whatever? What do you do to be a kid, man? What's fun in your life right now that you're not playing football every day? Do you do you get on the game? Some players tell me that they want to be an archaeologist. They they collect stamps. They work out. What for you, one guy even told me he had a pet python and he's still at Georgia right now. Pets today for everybody's got those things that make us individual for you. What would that be?
0: Honestly, uh, me and my friends, we like to go out a lot and just do things because they know that I'm leaving soon. So recently we've just been going out having a lot of fun. We go bowling a lot. That's like our little hobby. We probably do it about like every weekend. We'll go bowling. Um, Besides that, I'm really kind of I like cars. I'm kind of into cars. So sometimes I'll just be at home watching videos about cars because I can't wait. I got a dream car, a track clock that I want to get. So I just like watch videos about cars, you know, play the game, just normal kid stuff.
1: Cool. So you kind of segued really great there. That's a broadcasting term for somebody that brings up a subject that leads to our last subject. Mm -hmm. And I I call something I kind of do, I call this a fast five and I have to do it with a four, three, nine, dude, five things. I don't even know what I'm going to say. Five really quick things that um, come to your mind on these topics. Okay, number one, you probably already preloaded this question. uh, Favorite car?
0: Favorite car, track car.
1: Be descriptive, what color is it? Red and black, what type, the rims? Give me all that stuff, man. What do you want?
0: Just straight blacked out, everything all black. And maybe just a little bit of red, but mainly black with a red interior. Wow. Yeah.
1: And then um, for you, the last great movie you watched?
0: Last great movie? I'm going to have to go with Wolf of Wall Street. That's wow. A, yeah. Old school one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you like those monologues,
1: right? When he starts speechifying and tech and, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, that's a pretty cool answer. Um, let me see. Favorite food. Something you eat that maybe athletes don't eat. And then you'll tell us this and that'll be maybe your rocket fuel, how you get so fast. What's your, what's your favorite food?
0: I'm going to have to go with mac and cheese. I can eat mac and cheese all day, every day.
1: See, that's what everybody tells me was their go-to Thanksgiving treat, man. Yeah, Mac and cheese.
0: All year round.
1: Uh, let me see. Uh, favorite? Maybe not favorite. I overuse that word. What's the team you can't wait to play or a game you can't wait to play in as a dog?
0: Like a team? I would say Alabama. Yeah. Why? I really don't know. Just growing up watching college football, Alabama, you know, it was always a top college. So I would love to play against them and, you know, do good.
1: Who's the player that inspired you to be – you know, everybody says, like, hey, I'm my old man. I don't play like him. I'm not like him. I'm a little bit of this guy, a little bit of that guy. But who's the guy that gets you excited about being football – being a football player? Was there one player that really just energized you about playing this great game?
0: Um. Michael Thomas, he was like the reason why I kind of started playing wide receiver. I would watch him a lot. And he was probably one of the people that inspired me to play wide receiver.
1: So Yazid, I think people will finally first see you. I don't know. Maybe it might be January the 18th when they have another national championship celebration and all the early enrollees are in the stands. But they'll probably see you for the first time at spring game on Mm G-Day. When they see you out there, what do you want them to know about you? What do you want them to know besides more than the name and the program? Like, what is Georgia getting in Yazid Haynes, this super dope, fast receiver from Pennsylvania?
0: Well, besides the fast part, they're going to get someone who is very uh, a good teammate and that works hard a lot. A lot. The amount of work that I put in to get here is crazy. And I really want people to know that. And just, you know, I want to be there just to help the team in any way I can, honestly.
1: Describe the work. You caught my ear with that one. You don't run up and down hills like Jerry Rice, right? Do you do anything crazy like that?
0: Um, yeah. I do hills once a week to keep, I gotta get in conditions, you know, from when I get there. Uh and I go to the field to work out with my wide receiver trainer like two times a week. And then every other day I'm lifting.
1: Do you have an Apple Watch that tracks your calories? How much how many calories do you burn a day? Do you have no, any I, don't, idea? I don't
0: have an Apple Watch, so I wouldn't know, honestly. Have
1: you ever wore the catapult and GPS gear during practice yet or anything like that?
0: Nah, I haven't worried that yet.
1: That's going to be. When you get the, when you put that thing on in Athens and everybody knows how fast you can run and they'll be like, Yazid, you only practiced at 18.5 today, 19.2. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. <laughs>
0: um,
1: is there something about Georgia and Athens you know you already love? Maybe the people, maybe a landmark, maybe a spot in the classic city already?
0: I mean, I love the campus. I've been there a few times. I love how, like, the downtown area is kind of small. Everything's, like, kind of, like, right there. I love that part and this to me for other people this might not be a a big thing but for me the weather how it really doesn't get cold down there because I'm really not a fan of the cold I also love that
1: well Yazid, yeah it's going to be about 90 when you figure out what kind of player you are in the fall Mm -hmm. I will say this 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 past November we went we covered the dogs on the road and we saw 35 degrees in Mississippi and then we saw 22 degrees 24 degrees during the game in Mm -hmm. Kentucky but That probably feels like a sauna to somebody growing up in Philly, living in Philly, playing in Philly. You're you're like, ah, no big deal.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm used to that.
1: Yazid Haynes, man. I, I was stoked about to get a chance to talk to you. I've talked to you over the phone before, but I really wanted the people to get to see you dog nation to get to see what you're all about. Excellent communicator, great motivation, great player, great desire, something different. These are what the dogs get. They get the right type of guy not just a six foot two, 180 pound receiver. There's a lot more behind the scenes in the players that Georgia recruits. I think it's another great fit for the program. Yazid Haynes, uh, Heed for Life. Call him Zid when he gets to Athens. I certainly appreciate you joining us tonight, man. You have a great evening. Thank you. You too. what I tell you? Told you you'd like to hear from Yazid Haynes, class of 23, 23 wide receiver. Let's do this. As always, we like to include a special message from Kroger and our Before the Hedges program. And hey, we couldn't think of anything better than today's or this morning's Morning Boost. to Dog Nation product, talk spotlighting stuff about Georgia football to get you excited. This one certainly will. Uh, Michael, let's roll the tape on a Morning Boost, today's Morning Boost from Kroger. Every day, the Georgia Bulldogs wake up on a mission to get better and boost their chances of once again winning the national championship. And Dog Nation wakes up to cover it all for you. This is the Morning Boost, presented by Kroger Boost. Dog Nation, this is your Morning Boost for Wednesday, November the 30th. Let's just stop and take a moment here. Georgia has now won 30 of its last 31 games. That's a new program best. The average score was 38 to 11 in those games. Georgia has now gone two straight seasons with a perfect record in SEC play. There have only been three SEC programs in the last 40 seasons to manage that feat. Georgia is just stacking up the numbers. The Dogs have now won 34 of their last 35 at home. Georgia's seniors have forged a 46-5 and record since 2019. Ask anyone that really knows Georgia about those real glory years from 1980 to 83, when the dogs won a national title and three SEC crowns along the way to a 43, four and one record in four years. These dogs have already surpassed that. Georgia has gone 70 and 10 across their last six seasons. That's a win percentage of 88%. The dogs have lost just five times during the regular season over the last six years. There has been nothing finer than this run right here in the history of Georgia football. And there's still even more out there to earn in 2022. The Morning Boost from Dog Nation is brought to you by Kroger Boost, a new level of membership with Kroger that offers more savings and more benefits. It starts for as little as $59 per year and includes free grocery delivery and twice the fuel points, which means you could save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump every time you fill up. That's good news everyone can use. And you can find out more at Kroger.com. What is that? man? 30 out of 31, 34 out of 35 home games. Georgia has never been better than they are right now in the year 2022 with this team stalking another national championship. You know what brings about national championships? great recruiting classes that means we're going to bring up another edition of our top targets for the 2023 cycle one of the few remaining ones guys remember the early signing period begins on December the 21st that's the that's like I believe it's that faithful Wednesday in in every December George is going to have some action on that day as well let's take a look there's been a commitment since the last time a couple commitments since the last time we popped up our last week's edition of Top Targets. Let's take a look at them right now. All right, guys, Top Targets time. Uh, right there, you look at the earlier, number one Top Target. Again, he will uh, remain as the number one Top Target until he makes his college decision. You see right there, you've got um, Nicole's Harbor, still expected to visit Georgia in the month of December. He's on there, you see the two package deal guys right there, James Smith, and uh, Quay Rousseau, I don't know if you guys got a chance to see the Quay Rousseau film, uh, his junior film, but man, it was very special. Um, I kind of remarked on Twitter that he looked like, uh, he looked like a, an Avenger, a Marvel character there. I think he, the, the name that you've seen drop off the list over the last week would be uh, Davian Hobbs. He committed to Tennessee. You see Daniel Harris at five. Uh, Damon Wilson for Deuce Robinson, uh, he's not going to make his signing decision or commitment until after the new year. He's, he's in no rush, no hurry right there. Jordan Big Baby Hall, he's going to make his decision on December the 21st. Just took an official visit to LSU, took an official, an official visit to uh, Alabama as well. Jordan has now got a couple of big official visits in the month of December coming up to Georgia and Florida as well. Flip watch list, version 1.5. Let's take a look right there. Obviously, Anthony Evans was on the flip watch list. His name comes off. We also see a drop here with DeAndre Moore. I think George's chances of signing, flipping DeAndre Moore um, out of Louisville. Excuse me, out of St. John Bosco, currently committed to Louisville. I think those have took a hit recently. I think Texas is kind of a team to watch there. Number four, a player I feel really strongly about here, Josh Horton. Probably the best player on the Langston Hughes team this year. And that's saying something yet, given how well Aaron Nolan is playing this year, the four-star quarterback in the 2024 class. Josh Norton horton is currently committed in North Carolina. Took a big visit to Georgia for the Georgia Tech game. Looks like he will probably return as well. Number three, Walker Lyons. Just decommitted from Stanford. We got to update that graphic right there. Just decommitted from Stanford. So he's no longer a flip. He's going to make his decision uh, in the later signing period. That's a Latter-day Saints player who uh, will number five tied in, in the country. He will make his college decision later now. Um, his Latter-day Saints mission to Norway will take up all of 2023. So he should be really considered a 2024 recruit. Number two and number one be very interesting to see what happens with Justice Haynes in the next four weeks there. And especially Jeremiah Cobb is kind of. You know, what happens with the dogs if they can't flip Justice Haynes from Bama? Jeremiah Cobb, Auburn just got a new coach. Cadillac Williams is staying with the program. Uh, Jeremiah told me that he would still give Auburn a shot if they kept Cadillac on the new staff. So there you go. That will be intriguing watching those two guys right there. Um, The restock positions, Georgia has to finish out strong with outside linebacker, defensive lineman, and running back in the class of 2023. Uh, We've got an upcoming commitment scheduled December the 4th uh, coming up this Sunday, Samuel and Pemba, Florida, Georgia, Miami, and Tennessee. The recruiting breakdown, the the latest uh, commitment from Anthony Evans gives Georgia 21 commitments. Georgia stays number two nationally, 11 offensive guys, nine defensive guys, one special teamer, five guys in state, six out of state. They have one uh, five-star commitment. They have two top 50, seven top 100, and 11 top 150 commitments. 14 of those 21 are in the SEC footprint. And Georgia currently, it's kind of a backwards ratio. Only one of their top five highest rated commitments are going to play offense. Georgia has 235 offers so far in the class of 2023. No offer since our last show. We've done something different to this graphic here. Um, you'll see right here. Um, we've got the number of offers, that's the first number. The number in the parenthetical after that is the number of current commitments. If you're looking right there, you see Georgia has offered 10 running backs on the top line. They have one current running back commitment. And then the new feature for this week, which is self-explanatory, Georgia is looking to add one more running back in this class. You look at wide receivers, currently four receivers committed, two tight ends committed, Two offensive tackles committed, three cornerbacks committed. I think they're looking to add one more in Daniel Harris. Athlete, they could look to add one to two more. I am considering Deuce Robinson here as well. Perhaps another wide receiver, depending on what happens with DeAndre Moore. Uh, Going down the list, two interior offensive linemen commits, one kicker commit, three linebacker commits, one edge commitment at this time. That is Gabe Harris. Uh, George is looking to add two more. That would be Damon Wilson. And Samuel Mpemba, that would be the ideal slotted out finish for the class. Damon Wilson, of course, took his uh, probably his last college game day visit. Of course, it's going to be for the Ohio State-Michigan game this past weekend. George is looking to add one to two more defensive linemen. They've currently got one committed. That's Jamal Jarrett, still alive in North Carolina high school state playoffs. He's in the semifinals right now after his team won a triple overtime game this past week. George is looking to add one to two more, most likely two more defensive linemen. The ideal close there would obviously be Jordan Big Baby Hall. And then the aforementioned Josh Horton out of, the, uh, out of Langston Hughes current North Carolina commitments. Last big feature of the night, I'm gonna just uh, present this thing top targets for the 2024 class version 1.0, wow. Pretty hard to put together, had a lot of names that I was considering for maybe the last four or five spots on this list. Daniel Calhoun, offensive lineman at a Centennial, rated as a tackle, kind of think he's gonna be a swing player, a guard, massive uh, young man. Number nine is Papa Afua out of O'Day High School in Seattle, Washington. He took a big visit to check out Georgia for the Tennessee game. Cam Pringle's the number one offensive tackle prospect in the country, at least last time I looked at a South Carolina. Charles Lester is a five-star cornerback out of Sarasota, Florida. He's been to Georgia for at least two home games this year, and now is where this list gets really hard. Number six, K.J. Bolden out of Buford, Buford, Georgia. I think he comes If he does come to Georgia, I think he would be a safety. I think that's where Ohio State, another school. He just visited Ohio State for the Michigan game this past weekend as well. K.J. Bolden is certainly a big-time talent, the 2024 class. Jared Gibson is the number one running back in the country out of IMG Academy for that class. Number four, Peyton Woodring just announced his top seven. Georgia made the top seven. They were likely in there regardless. He visited Georgia for a pretty impactful visit for the Tennessee game as well. Peyton Woodring will also make his commitment early at the All-American Bowl out in San Antonio on January the 7th. I will be there. Number three, Ellis Robinson, five-star cornerback. He's the number one corner in the country. Number two, Mike Matthews. I think if he comes to Georgia, it would be as a wide receiver. Number two on the list, and then number one on the list is Edrick Houston. It's pretty hard trying to choose between Houston, Matthews, and Robinson for the, number one th- for the number one spot in the first top targets list. Why did I choose Houston? I think he's a difference maker. I think he's an impact player. I think he checks every intangible on and off the field. Great young man, great person, multi-sport athlete, three-sport athlete, I think he epitomizes everything a Georgia Bulldog, defensive player, future team captain type, which is what the program is looking for every year in the class of 2024. You see some huge names there just off the list. Sammy Brown, Evan Brown, Schuler at of Pace Academy, DeAndre Carter. He's an offensive lineman. King Joseph Edwards, another guy at Buford. Guy that really probably was right at the cusp of being number 10 on this list is unranked edge C.J. Jackson. Another unranked guy who just visited Georgia for the Georgia Tech game, like C.J. Jackson, was the Melo Jones. You guys will read about him on dognation.com this week. Cam McHale, really fast corner, defensive back type out of Statesboro, Georgia. Again, Dwight Phillips, really fast. Dylan Stevenson, long, lengthy edge out of Columbus High School in Miami, Florida. Drew Lewis Solomon out of Schley County in Ellaville. Omar White, I uh, saw him for a lot of years now, very promising defensive lineman now at Valdosta, and rounding out the just off the list, watch list right now for the 2024 top targets is another huge offensive lineman, Fletcher Westfall out of Leesburg, Virginia. Guys, those are your top targets for 2023, top targets for 2024. Hope you enjoyed that, Uh, and then also you've got three or four weeks after that until uh, really just 17 days after this weekend, 18 days after this weekend's SEC championship game, before early signing period hits for the class of 2023. Here it comes. It's coming down the track. I'm Jeff Centel. I've been your host for another edition of Before the Hedges. Everybody, be well. That's your intel. And we'll see you guys again later on the pages of dognation.com.
0: Thank you. Let's go i'm a bulldog so george who i'm picking i love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business education is important trying to reach the next level i want the best in life i never settle